Welcome to today at Best of Super Juniors. My name is James Trubening, and joining me for this very special occasion is Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How we doing, sir? Good. We always find some kind of way to link back up for New Japan in some way. Indeed. It's what it's what we live for from time to time. When they've been <laughs> doing good. And this week they've done very good stuff. I have to say, Best of Super Juniors, it, it was a bit slow to start with. <laughs> it was like, some matches I was going like, oh, dear Lord. Uh, but none of them have been awful. And they've all been pretty good. And we're starting to get to the point where things are getting to be very good. And there were some very good matches on today's show. Um, we'll start with the stuff I didn't watch. Marcus didn't watch the show either, but he's here to show some moral support and um, give me uh, a chance to have someone to bounce off of. Because I don't normally have anyone to bounce off on these shows. It just tends to be just me. So it's nice to have someone to discuss stuff with. And a man who's very familiar to you was in the opening tag. Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Clark Connors and Tiger Mask defeated Hiroyoshi Tenzan Jado, Raisuke Taguchi and Yo. What's your thoughts on uh, Ace Austin going to Japan for Best of Super Juniors? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, Ace is, you know, um, despite how I feel about his character sometimes, he is one of those guys that can absolutely turn it up when he steps into that ring. He's a super young guy, a lot of potential, a lot of uh, great things ahead for him. And I think he... He can do well in a place like New Japan. Um, probably help him get to to you know a new level a lot faster. But uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it works. I also appreciate the fact that that relationship just exists um, between yeah. you know Impact and New Japan because the last one they had was not the most mutually beneficial. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, I definitely uh, appreciate this, and I think something like the Super Juniors is the perfect. Uh, stage and and you know way for uh, you know Ace to get some uh, get some shine. Of course, you haven't been around on the Troopany show since the Gorillas of Destiny became Hontai, have you? No, I, I haven't. But you you know me, I will always cheer for any type of uh, you know advancement with the God. Yes, as Jado was in this particular match, I thought you might want to pass comment on that. So we're not going to see G.O.D. on a show for a while because obviously it's best of Super Juniors and uh, Tangelo is in New Japan Strong at the minute, wrestling over there. And um, Tama Tonga is resting up after being sneak attacked by Carl Anderson at uh, Dontaku. That's his yeah. next. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the continued Bullet Club drama of it all, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's an annual thing, as we know. And speaking of Bullet Club drama, the next match was Bullet Club, Ghetto and Taiji Ishimori, who defeated House of Torture of Bullet Club, Dick Togo and Show, nine minutes and 13 seconds. Um, who was it this morning? I have to look this up. Who was it this morning I was talking about? They said, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Josh from We Work Stiff, from the podcast We Work Stiff, said he would really like to see uh, here we go. Sure, Mox joining House of Torture would destroy the internet and likely my fandom of New Japan. But just imagine if he teamed up with Dick Togo as the Dick Riders. It could be legendary. And then I pointed out um, WWE had beat them to it because they wanted Pat Buck to be a manager called Dick Ryder. I just... <laughs> I, just I just I just think it's hilarious that that... Uh, 
that potential uh, team name coming from somebody who is on a pod called We Work Stiff. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 good. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that was that was awesome. But yes, um, Pat Book turned down the opportunity to be Dick Ryder, as you can imagine. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, for those that was on, I found that was on After Wrestling with um, Colt Cabana. Anyway, uh, the next match after that, Lozig Narabli, Hiruma Takahashi, and Shingo Takagi. Defeated Takamichinoko and Yoshinubi Kanemura in 8 minutes and 20, 20 seconds. I'm saying that was unfair because Shingo's an heavyweight and Taka's old and Kanemaru isn't young either. So I'm just saying that's just not fair, is it really? I mean, as much as I, you know, I like the guy uh, and the guys that were with him. You're right. That's a lot of experience and a lot of hurt bombs coming from those guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm out there. That, that particular... Uh, combination could be most people, let alone, you know, who they did. So, Yes, this is true. Taka has not won a match since he got back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bless his cotton socks. <laughs> uh, my favorite Yoshinubu Kanemura match this week was when he wrestled Yo and went for the Santoro surprise, only for Yo to take the bottle of whiskey first, take a big mouthful and blow it into Kanemaru's face. And the, the crowd actually made more noise for that than they have done for Yo for anything else for about six months. Mm. I think they got to find out he was willing to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that it's probably not whiskey in that bottle. It's probably more likely to be iced tea, but there you go. Uh, but yes, let's just move on to matches I did actually watch. <laughs> Robbie Eagles defeated Dookie in a bit of a barn burner. 11, barn burner, 11 minutes and 57 seconds. Eagles has always beaten Dookie in Best of Super Juniors, but it did look like Dookie was getting awfully close to pay, taking this one out. Um, and Dookie's had a good week. He beat Al Linderman on his first night. He hasn't won any matches since then, but this was a corker against Eagles. Dookie's under a bit of pressure because Desperado... Um, had a go at him in the press conference telling him, you shouldn't be one of these happy-to-be-here guys. You should want to win. Why aren't you wrestling to win? And Dookie has taken that on the chin and then promptly went and built the G-Rex, beat the G-Rex champion who has a strong rivalry with Desperado anyway. They've had a bit of a fallout with Kanemaru and with Desperado and Takemichinoko in Suzuki-Gun, though I think that's probably more tempor- temporary rather than permanent. Um, and then he comes out and has this blinding match with Robbie Eagles. The only thing that's wrong with it is that I've talked more about Dookie than Robbie Eagles, and Robbie Eagles is the bigger of the two stars, if you see what I mean. Yes. I love Robbie Eagles. He's a brilliant wrestler, but he doesn't seem to have an awful lot going on right now. Whereas Dookie yes. does, and he's just not as big a name as Robbie Eagles is. It's been a while since I watched Robbie Eagles last time. I, remember, I just remember him being annoying as hell. Um <laughs> <laughs> but he's another guy that when he steps in the ring, you can kind of ignore that because he's extremely talented. But I think it speaks a lot to, like you said, about, you know, the talking points away from this match. And the minute you said everything you said about what people said about Dookie, I was like, oh, he's the Yoshihashi of the junior. He is. Sorry, yeah. opening a can of drink. He is. Yeah. In fact, you know, he beat Yoshihashi, which kind of, kicked Yoshihashi into gear two summers ago because they ended up having a match over the six-man Never Openweight Championships when uh, Dookie pinned Yoshihashi. And after that, Yoshihashi became a much bigger star because he was like, I'm not getting pinned by juniors ever again. Yeah. And that was... kind of like kicked him along into the, the, the long weeds, if you will. 
and made him a much better worker. And Duke is kind of like in that place. I think, you know, he's been there four years now. Time has flown and he's a much better wrestler than he was. And I think he'll do well in Best of Super Juniors. But I think that I think they're kind of gearing up for something bigger, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, and even though, like you said, we, you know, talk about the uh, less conversation around the winner. And maybe, you know, Robert just needs the right opponent uh, or the right rival, I should say, or the right uh uh, potential, you know, program, what have you, but um, the the, the narrative's just more interesting around Dookie because, like you said, uh, the potential, obviously, where he's been and the potential of where he has to go. It seems like we're always having, well, it seems like we always had that conversation around Yoshihashi because that that was literally the narrative around him every year in the G1. Um, and then I think we've talked about this kind of in and out for years about one of our consistent favorites in Sonata. But it is interesting when that when that narrative kind of found somebody new, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sonata's kind of got over that. He had a U.S. title run this year. He's done well in G1s. He's got the G1 final. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And then it was, the, they've done the same thing with um, Yoshihashi, who's now, you know, two years ago, you absolutely would not think Yoshihashi would get big wins in the best of supers, big wins in the G1. He'd have a never open weight six man tag team title reign, a world tag team title reign. You know, even Chase Owens was considered, you know, the perennial loser of Bullet Club. He was there to eat pens. And now he's a world tag team champion. You know, it's a story they've run with everyone. And I think Dookie's probably the guy they'll run it with next. So, yes. Um, speaking of really annoying, TJP lost. Well, Linderman. Uh, good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, TJP became a member of United Empire about six months ago uh, on New Japan Strong. This is his first Best of Super Juniors uh, for a long, long time. Uh, long-standing listeners to this show will know I can't stand him, not for his wrestling ability, purely for his political stance, which is hilarious. Um, and, I mean, this was a solid match. I did actually pay attention. I, will, I did admit earlier in this week, I've watched the first TJP match, and I just kind of drifted off halfway through <laughs> Um, this one was a lot more interesting. I think that's probably because Al Linderman was in it. Um, and TJP had to go, so he did. There, there was black in this match, I have to say. It was very watchable, much more watchable than the other stuff he's been in. Accompanied by Francesco Akira, but as always with the United Empire, they go for support, they don't go to interfere, uh, which is a refreshing change. It just means that you have to see more of Will Ospreay, which is never a good thing. Um, yeah, this was perfectly fine. Um, and Linderman... Again, you know, kind of steals the show. This was one of the best matches on the card. And uh, I really can't wait for that match with Desperado on Tuesday. I'll be honest. That's going to be fire. Um, so, yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on these two individuals? Yeah. I've seen yeah. Uh, Linderman for the first time this week. <laughs> yeah, I've only been a fan of... Uh, yeah, I haven't been a fan of, of, of uh, TJP for years. I've only been a fan... Of, of Linderman for hours, and now that he's beaten TJP, that fandom has only doubled. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically it. Like, look, just like Jane said, we ain't got, you know, uh, we know the guy can go. Uh, that's why he's getting all these, that's why he always gets all these opportunities. Uh, but, you know, that being said, anytime he loses, unless it's, you know, unless I'm caught in the place between him or Tai Chi or something, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna rooting for the other guy. Oh, uh, and, and, and the crazy thing is, even in that other situation, I'm probably gonna be cheering Jai Chi. It's just what it is. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, just a great showcase, and you know, uh, Landerman being in uh, the juniors is only gonna gonna elevate them. So I, I don't have any uh, you know reservations about them necessarily having a good match. They both can go. Um, but like you yep. said, you know, you know what the intrigue is for us. So. Uh, all right, then next up, Bushi defeated Master Wato in nine minutes and four seconds. Master Wato's star is falling somewhat, having gone to a 3-0 and start. So I hope for his sake, things pick up soon. And this is his third best of Super Juniors by, you know, the fact that we've had three best of Super Juniors in 18 months. So he's done an awful lot for a young man. But Bushy was just was just veteran moves, left, left right, and centre, and kind of left Wato standing for a lot of this match. Wato has reduced his risk uh, a lot, which is good, because... Me and Ian Hamilton discussing about six months ago about how he was either going to kill himself or hurt somebody else really seriously. And thankfully, he's not doing that anymore. And he has got himself reined in to being a very watchable professional wrestler, um, which is the reason why you haven't heard so many, uh, so, so much of John going, oh, um, <laughs> he's actually, you know, competent now. Um, uh, Bushy's always really good. You can't complain with Bushy. He's good value for money, uh, Bushy. And he did a cracking job here of. Uh, just kind of hanging things together and takes the win in nine minutes and four seconds. What's your thoughts on these two, Marcus? Yeah, as we always talk about Bushi, man, he's kind of the, the, the underrated uh, guy a lot of times. You put him in a, in a high-end scenario, in the right scenario, he can um, practically, you know, steal the show in a lot of ways. Um, as for Wato, I'm glad that uh, to hear, you know, an update that, that is, is positive. You know, he's, he's moving in, in a good direction. It's funny because I was anytime Waddle's involved, like, I, I need John, like John. And obviously the, the comparison of, of severity is severely off, but John is like uh, like my Fauci for anything Watto. Because um, it's just like he's, you know, he's, you know, gives an accurate uh portrayal of, of what's going on with him obviously um i guess for a lot of people it could be a little bit more rosier but that's not why we appreciate john's candor when it comes to stuff about Watto. so um but i am glad he uh you know is like you said scaling it back becoming more competent because even when we was you know a lot of heavy criticism about him on the show we could see sparks of brilliance there it was just all about him putting the tools together you know yeah, it was it was just like you could be really really good if you just stopped <laughs> stop yeah. doing stop doing this. Um, but yeah, it, it was just it was more concerns for like just more concerns for his health more than anything else. It's not like he was ever that bad. It's just that he was just basically dangerous. To be honest with you, you know, there was a there was a point where he was just like. You're a danger to yourself and others, and you need to calm yourself down a bit. Especially the first, his first best of Super Juniors, he was all over the place, and it just didn't work out for him. As far as like just trying to, um, just trying to like make workable matches, because he was clearly felt, I wouldn't say out of his depth, but he was just trying too hard. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Which is yeah. which is un- understandable, you know. But but you know that can only. Because it's it's New Japan, that overeagerness could kind of lead to ruin faster because of the style and the and intensity and the pace that's going on a lot of times, specifically in a tournament format, you know, so. Definitely. Next up, El Fantasmo wrestled T-Town in 14 minutes and 43 seconds. 
El Fantasmo has stopped with some of the shenanigans. There were still plenty of shenanigans in this match as he undid Titan's mask halfway through the show and then, um, sorry, halfway through the match, then quote-unquote accidentally pulled it off just at the end of the match um, and managed to get Sudden Death and CRT on for the pin. Titan hasn't had any wins in this particular tournament, though he has impressed an aerial young man from Mexico, a CMLL regular, who is a solid professional wrestler. Thoroughly enjoyed this, actually. Thought this was really, really good. Um, and, you know, Phantasmo gets his stick from me because I don't particularly like his shtick. And it is a bit boring for me, especially with House of Torch doing very similar things. It's kind of even watered him down even further. I'm glad to see he's changing his pace and styling a bit what, somewhat. Um, I doubt you'll have seen much T-Tan unless you've been watching CMLL regularly, which I don't think you do. <laughs> no. But you will have something to say about Phantasma. Yeah, Phantasma was another one, man. Like, severe, uh, uh, severely talented, uh, but oftentimes can get in his own way with, like you said, with his shenanigans, which I'm um, glad he's uh, kind of toning down, so we'll see how far he, you know, uh, gets here. But, uh, yeah, and I, I, I'll absolutely take your word for for Tetan. Um but it's like good that you know we're getting some again some more talent trickled in there from like CML and, and other places. But uh, yeah, Phantasm is another one. You know, he's another one of those guys a champion in his own right, um, and somebody that does fairly well in these you know these tournament formats. Like you said, when he just kind of dials in and cuts back on the unnecessary BS. Yeah, definitely. It just becomes more watchable. Yeah. I understand he's a heel, mm-hmm. but, it, it, you know, there's, there's doing heel stuff for the sake of being a heel, and there's doing heel stuff that's just... <sighs> if you see what I mean. It's just like... It's just you know, like, are, are you trying to stimulate the crowd or yourself? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the main event of the evening, which featured... The Ring of Honor Pure Champion Wheeler Utah wrestling El Desperado. 15 minutes and 44 seconds of an absolute clinic. This was superb and easily the best match of the tournament so far. Utah brought some of that Blackpool Combat Club style to the match. And Desperado was greatly appreciative of that. There was a lot of stuff. It's quite clear Desperado really liked wrestling Wheeler Utah because he even broke character and went and thanked him at the end of the match and thought for a really great match. Um, and in the post-match comments, he said how great Real Utah is and has got so much potential as a pro wrestler. Um, and he said he's hanging out with the right people to make himself a great star, you know, in Brian Danielson and uh, John Moxley and uh, William Regal. Um, it's, this was just... This was another one I was really looking forward to because... Wheelie Utah has been exceptional in AEW and the bits I've seen of him in New Japan. And But I wanted him to have a singles match with someone of a similar size just to see how good he could be. And Despy is just the man for the job. Desperado is arguably the best junior heavyweight in the world right now. Arguably one of the top five male wrestlers in the world right now. So watching him wrestle Wheelie Utah and have a thoroughly good time doing it, this was exceptional stuff. I mean, this is this is the thing is like, Tom from the Random Wrestling uh, Random Wrestling Review podcast, which I hosted this week's episode, by the way. Our good friend um, uh, Ben, um, yeah, our good friend Ben. I get it right then. Our good friend Ben, who me and Mark has got started with at Wrestle uh, Wrestle Talk, 
TV many, many moons ago, uh, was away on paternity leave and he asked me to host the show, so which was terrifying, uh, especially as it was about WWE. <laughs> but, oh. but his mate Tom, who hosts the show with our, um, who hosts the Random Wrestling Review with him and old man Sam Carey, uh, Tom loves Despy, never seen him wrestle, he just likes his mask. And the makeup, he thinks it's awesome. So every week or so, I'll give him a Despy update of where he's been up to this week. And he was sadly disappointed that he got split open by um, uh, in a, a death match not long ago, and that he'd lost the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So it it was like, oh, but he's never seen Despy wrestle. Doesn't even watch Japanese wrestling, but he just likes the look of him. Thinks he's really cool, and he is, because Despy is the coolest cat there is in pro wrestling. And he's just on top of the world right now. Can do no wrong. And Yuta's in a similar position. He's a lot younger, but he's just got to that point where Yuta's just, everything he does turns to gold. And that's, it's rare to get two guys doing that at the same time, having a match with each other. Especially, you know, you're in Akita, Japan, in front of maybe 300 people, and they're having this mind-blowing match. And you know it's one of those matches that may turn the wrestling world. You know, it's like this is kind of like a bit like Tiger Mask and Dynamite. You know, this is like maybe we're going to go back to this as wrestling, what wrestling could be. And it's just brilliant. I just loved it from that point of view. 50 minutes and 44 seconds. They could have gone for three hours and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts on Despy and what's your thoughts on Wheelie Utah, Marcus? Yeah, man, I got a lot, a lot. Uh, first off, shout out to our good friend, Ben. Um, and, and congratulations. Um but, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's more intriguing to me, uh, watching this bond burn of a match, or, or, or listening to you host a, a podcast surrounding WWE. Um, Over the limits, uh, 2012, by the way. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I gotta, I gotta look into both of these. But um, yeah, you know, it's funny because on our past show, it feels like we've been calling the shot that Despy's now getting for years. Yes. Um, because we, we've all, I mean, we, his aesthetic, I mean, it's undeniable that he's one of the coolest looking guys around, but he's also the guy that's, that's in a lot of ways comfortably uh, and consistently for a while that just like played that background and, and show uh, a lot of glimpses of brilliance. Um, in time where other guys were just taking the spotlight for, for whatever reason at the time, either because they were champions or because they were, uh, it just they had bigger, more interesting narratives around him at the time, but now he's finally getting his own spotlight, and it's it's great. And for him to be on against somebody like Yuta was brilliant in his own right, and he was already a problem alone. But now that he's with you know this Blackpool faction, I mean, it's on another level. I mean, they're hands down one of the most interesting parts of AEW right now. Um, and, and I'll wait the day that they run in the House of Black. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, the, it doesn't surprise me that they had a bond burner, but like you said, William, it, 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 as good as he is, um, it, it does create a le- more level of entry when he combats somebody of his size, because he is one of these smaller guys that doesn't take away what he can do against somebody, you know, uh, bigger, but it, but it, it, it creates a, a level, even playing field and, and more of a chess match. Um, when you put him against somebody like Desperado. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to checking that out. Um, like I said, it's not surprising to me. Uh, of all the champions that make sense, 
William Uta being the, the pure champion probably makes the most sense. Um, just because of uh, everything that he's done. It's cool seeing him getting the, this spotlight right now. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised. And it really, the only person that really wins in, in a match like that is the fans, you know? So yeah. I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to, to uh, finding my way to check that out. Yeah, definitely. That's my recommended match of the tournament so far, without doubt. Okay, then. Well, that wraps us up for um, today at Best of Super Juniors. And it actually was today at Best of Super Juniors, which is always nice to get the show done on the day. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Um, let's go back to New Japan. Let's find out what the next show is going to be. Pardon me. Where are we got? We have got Best of Super Juniors this week. We're at Hikito. That was today. So Best of Super Juniors um, has got Francesco Akira versus Alex Zane. TJP versus Titan, Raisuke Taguchi versus Clark Connors, Bushy versus Wheeler Yuta, that could be interesting, Yo versus Ace Austin, actually that could be a, a bit of a quiet classic, I think, El Fantasma versus Dookie, uh, Robbie Eagles versus Master Wato, Yoshinubi Kanemura versus Haruma Takahashi, ooh, that could be good, Taiji Ishimori versus Sho, yeah. <laughs> and El Desperado versus El Linderman, that's Tuesday night from Curricken Hall. It doesn't get any better than that, kids. That's that's going to be something special. Um, and then we've got wrestling on the 24th, so that's on Thursday, um, which will be main evented. Oh, sorry, that's on 24th is on Tuesday. Where are we? The next one will be the 26th, which is on Thursday. And that'll be headlined by El Fantasma versus Robbie, Robbie Eagles. It's got Romo versus Show, Bushy versus Desperado, Ishimori and Ace Austin. That's something I'd like to see. That's where it stands out. Uh, Titan versus Master Wato could be interesting and Yoi versus Yo versus Francesco Akira the two guys on the up and I like that so we'll see that's also from Curricken Hall they're doing a big stretch of both nights together uh, both blocks together so we'll see how that goes but I thank you very much for listening to me today I will be back on probably Wednesday not Tuesday because I actually have a chance to watch the show and I've got a busy day at work on Tuesday so I'll probably get it watched Wednesday morning Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you very much to my guest, Mr. Marcus Green. Where can we find you on the internet, sir? Oh, man, always a pleasure. Uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter, at Paradoxkid, always down to talk to people. That's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show, Troopany Show, on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, and Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show channel free forever for everyone so we can keep doing tournaments like this. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Take care and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Mm-hmm.